Thank you for checking out the Long Run Podcast. Let's be honest, life is hard and it can sometimes be just as confusing as it is exciting. Whether you're gearing up for your first job, preparing for a new semester of college, searching for a spouse, or you're just working to pay off your debt. As you jump life's hurdles, you can easily begin to lose sight of what race you're even running. Our heart behind this podcast is to help you make your life count in the long run of eternity by discussing how to passionately love Jesus and follow Him daily. With that being said, here's the next episode of the Long Run Podcast. Oh, we got a little background music there. I don't know if the Check viewers, three, four. the listeners can hear this. Oh, good song, good song. That'd be a good way to like fade into it right there. Welcome back to another episode of the Long Run Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Weston Downing. And I'm the right reverend, Cliff Marion. Other co-host, Cliff <laughs> Marion, lead pastor at First Baptist Church, Covington. Hey, yo. Small town, USA, baby. We love it. We're not that small. Is eighty five hundred small? I like it when I tell people how big my high school was. I'm like, I, you know, I went to a small high school. I'm like, well, actually, some people had smaller schools than me. Well, how big of a school did you go to? Oh, my graduating class was a thousand. Yeah, my school was small. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I came from a town of eighteen hundred people. Bro, you grew up in Memphis. Yeah, but remember, I had a pit stop in Texas where I got my oh, master's. Yeah. I went to Howard Payne University, and I was working full-time at a church down there. And uh, the town was Goldthwaite, Texas, <clears throat> and population 1802. And you almost had a successful acting connection down there, didn't you? Didn't you have somebody in your youth group? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, that's, man, I forgot about that. I always tell that. One of my students um, was in the movie... Um, Hancock and the Blind Side. Well, he was in the Blind Side. I don't know if he was in. Was he, was, he in Hancock? It's the same kid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. His name's Jay Head, and he was the the little uh, boy in the Blind Side. Right. You know, he was the son of the mm-hmm. rich family that that brought in uh, Michael Orr, and then yeah, and he was in Hancock also. Jay Head, yeah, he was. Uh, he was in my youth group. Pretty. Pretty cool. That's probably the highlight of your ministry career right there. It was so good, I forgot about it. You know, I mean, he's he was a cool kid. The family was nice. Dad uh, is a football coach. And, um, anyways, he has a big brother that was a good athlete and um, yeah, a so, little brother. Yeah, so he was in Hancock, which Will Smith, I think you just said, if right. you haven't seen Hancock, pretty good movie. Will Smith was in it. Didn't he tell, I remember you were telling stories about like what he said, like Will Smith was pretty cool. Yeah, he was like, yeah, if I remember right, he said Will was just really cool for everybody on the set. Like he, he acted like he knew everybody. And yeah, and uh, he was with Sandra Bullock on uh, and Tim McGraw in uh, The Blind Side. And he said everybody was nice then. So just to thank, man. You're one person away from Will Smith, and you're on my podcast. I mean, I'll text Will right now. <laughs> oh yeah, will you? <laughs> I mean, another Will, but I mean, I'll text. another Will. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. Like uh, when somebody brings up somebody, like you do, want me to text him? I'll see what he's doing. <laughs> First name basis, yeah. <laughs> Throws you're people so, off real quick. You're so funny. You're so funny. Well, uh, we've got a quick episode today. Uh, we talked about what is the church last week. Mm-hmm. Last week, who is the church? Well, we talked about the church and COVID. Yeah, you know, and me. COVID and we, church. And we did go into depth about you know what is the church, and you know obviously the church is the body uh, of, of believers. You mm-hmm. know those who are saved uh, through Jesus Christ, and uh, but the the 
action of church, worshiping on Sunday mornings, um, you know, it's it's very vital. You know, Hebrews 10 tells us, do not forsake the gathering. And um, and so it's it's important for us to, to, to go to church. And, and what we do on Sunday mornings, the, the gathering, uh, it's geared towards save folks mm-hmm. it's geared towards those who are saved and and uh, and that's just my opinion i know a lot of big churches that are geared towards reaching uh, the lost or, right. or being you know seeker sensitive and uh, but I, I believe that the the church is for uh safe people and mm-hmm. disciples of jesus christ right. and and so that's kind of what we're talking uh, about way to make that to, transition you, there yeah, i didn't yeah. know if it, i thought you were just going to talk about all last episode and no. i was like come on cliff where are we going here and so uh <laughs> so this week we want to talk about what is a disciple yeah so what we're talking about like what is disciple discipleship process yeah this is like this is like there's a disciple 101 yeah okay yeah. we're just introducing this you've maybe heard the term disciple before or discipleship or make disciples it sounds like a very churchy word maybe Mm -hmm. um so where it comes from in scripture is matthew 28 verses 18 through 20 um jesus during the great commission he had the disciples there and he commanded them to go uh make disciples go into all nations make disciples baptizing them in the name of the father son and holy spirit teaching them to obey everything that i've commanded you Mm -hmm. so that's where we get the go and make disciples and so right there we hear make disciples and so to initially kind of start this off uh why don't we talk about like you just mentioned real quick like what is a disciple? What's that word mean? Well, I want to say the basic definition is just a follower, mm-hmm. you know, and and so in in our context, it's a follower of Jesus Christ, um, and uh, I think it's important to to think, you know, the original disciples he called them, mm-hmm. you know, they were also called eventually apostles, but we are all called anybody that is saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, we are disciples. We have been called right. by Jesus uh, to follow him. And that's what being a Christian is. It's being right. a, a, a follower of Jesus. And so everybody who claims to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a disciple mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And like you said, disciples uh, means follower. It means learner. It Look, mm-hmm. you're a follower. Go with that. So like you said, you're a Christian. You're a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so if you are a disciple of Christ, you now have a responsibility to do what was in this great commission to go and make other disciples. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, it's like, how do you make disciples? And when you look at Matthew 28, uh, verses 18 through 20, when he says go into all the world, make disciples, it kind of on that back end. I don't know exactly what the verse is, but when he says teach them to obey everything that I have commanded to, and so that's what we think about. So look, uh, like I said, we're going to go very general as we enter this. Right, this, this is, is just one hundred and one. Yeah, this is surface level discipleship. So where do you want to start with right here? Well, I, I, I look at Matthew. I mean, excuse me, Mark chapter one when Jesus called his first disciples. Mm-hmm. He was walking along the sea, saw Simon and his brother Andrew, and he says, "Hey, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." Mm-hmm. All right. So he he calls them out, and and I, there's a sermon that I, I've done before when Jesus calls. It's not really a question of, hey, will you come follow me? It's always a command. Yep. You know, so Jesus is saying, follow me, period. 
and I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And uh, and then later on, they go a little bit further. He saw James and John, and with he without delay, he called them, and they left their parents, they left the boat, mm-hmm. which is their 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 industry, their job, and uh, and they followed him. And uh, and so, I think there's some things that we could look at. First off, again, it is a command to follow him, a command to to be a disciple, mm-hmm. and so our response is to be obedient and, right. and to follow. But also we see that uh, that Jesus will call us away from our comfort zone. He will call us away from things that, that matter to us, and that mm-hmm. could be people, friends. He can call you away from friends. He can call you away from family. Right. We see that. He can call you away from careers that you're in. Mm-hmm. And so it can be a painful calling. It could be a calling that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a calling that really to not do is is being disobedient. Right. Because we're all created with the same purpose, to worship God. Um, to love him mm-hmm. and to have a relationship with him. But even though we were created with that purpose, doesn't mean we always will do that. Uh, but when we become a mm-hmm. Christian, we adopt this temporary mission because of making disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this disciple-making mission that we have, I say it's temporary because you're not going to be doing that in heaven. So therefore, it's not our purpose because our purpose doesn't change from yeah. earth to heaven. Right. But this mission that we have now is reaching the lost. We've been saved through the blood of Christ mm-hmm. from his life, his sinless life, and what he did on the cross by paying for my debt, my penalty, the mm-hmm. debt I should pay by being on the cross. He did that. And, you know, I was in the tomb for three days and raised mm-hmm. again. So our goal is to tell people that. Right. And so here's what we uh, kind of see, our, see ourselves with. Um, we hear the term make disciples. It's probably a pillar at a church. It's probably slapped up oh, on the yeah. wall somewhere, uh, which, it, you know, it should be. It should right. be a pillar of a church because it was the great commission of Jesus commissioning these these guys and all of us to go and make disciples. So. What does that mean to go and make disciples, though? Mm-hmm. You know, we've defined what a disciple is, and if you're a true disciple, then you have to be a disciple that makes other disciples. Well, I think that's a broad question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean to make disciples? Right. Well, there's a lot of strategies here. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of ideas. Uh, think a lot of people think that they can narrow it down to a formula. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you look at the life of Jesus. Uh, he was very intentional with his time. You know, uh, the common thing that said uh, when you talk about discipleship is, okay, let's follow the model of Jesus. He had 12 disciples, and even within them, within them he had uh, three whom he was really close to. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's a pretty good model, I think, to follow. And uh, and so you, if you go from there on who, who can you make disciples, you know, um, I, I don't think that— um, Disciple making is not just about knowledge and information. Correct. Okay. Uh, I it's been told to me that um, you can be a disciple. You could disciple someone. You just have to be, you know, a, a month or two ahead of somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't really make any sense, you know, to me because maturity in Christ doesn't work in terms of of time. Well, because God gives the growth here. Right. Yeah. God gives the growth. Maturity in Christ is is not measured by how much you know right. maturity in Christ is by your your closeness with the Lord the the depth of your relationship and and you know the fact of the matter is you can know a lot of the bible and still lack wisdom mm-hmm. you can right. know a lot of the bible and and lack maturity and so 
the the process of discipleship is not me giving you information to memorize the 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 purpose of discipleship is to help you grow in maturity in your walk with the lord now does bible knowledge and information is that a part of it yes but and i need to be careful is that the most important part I don't know. I, I I would say that your closeness with the Lord, the, the your authentic relationship with the Lord, is what really matters. I mean, how many of us, our listeners included, how many of you know people that know the Bible well, but man, they just don't seem like they really know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I mean, crud. I mean, it, it, even Satan knows the Scripture. Right. I mean, we we hear that said all the time, but he obviously doesn't. Trust the Lord. Right, right. And, you know, we don't want to diminish the fact of that we need to teach others. Because, look, how do you make disciples? Jesus said it. Teach them to obey what I've commanded. That's right. But I get what you're saying here. You're not diminishing the fact that the Bible's not important. We don't mm-hmm. need to share that. But when it comes to how we spend this time that we have with somebody that we're helping, if we had to define discipleship by mm-hmm. influencing, influencing them towards Christ, is how your definition is put mm-hmm. it. Simple definition. If that's what we're doing with the time that we're given, does it need to be a classroom setting, or is it this living life together, and I'm not showing you what? Because most mm-hmm. of the time, unless they don't know, if they don't know the basics of Christianity, you have to nail that down right there. Oh, of and course, then. But yeah. we're so used to our context of mm-hmm. American Christianity. Oh, you grew up going to church, and now you're just getting legit. Now you really got mm-hmm. saved. Let me show you how this really looks like. I've got a tweet for you here that uh, Keenan Horde, pastor in Bentonville, Arkansas, he shared this tweet. And uh, it was from a guy named Jared C. Wilson, like 2018. Uh, Jared said, I'm convinced that like 85% of discipleship is not teaching new things, but reminding and refreshing in and reorating reorating in uh, around the old things. Mm-hmm. And that's a, And what he's saying there is not a lack of teaching, but it's what did Jesus do? Well, he taught a lot of new things, but it was a lot of watch me how I do this. Mm-hmm. And... So we define discipleship by this, influencing others towards Christ. And, you know, the word discipleship is not in the Bible Hmm. because we get this. It's just a Christian term that was coined off of Jesus' command to go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. So imagine this. You've got people that go to your church, and they are the church. They're the church members like we talked about last week. They're saved. Mm -hmm. You've got this group of saved people, and then you've got all the unbelievers out there. How do you make a disciple of Christ with the unbeliever? Well, you got to go and tell them about Jesus first. You have to you know? evangelize them first. Yeah, yeah. evangelize first. And that's where uh, me and, and Pastor Chuck, who's, who's retired, but we, we, we really believe strongly that there's been too much of an emphasis on discipleship and not enough, at, at, at the risk of undervaluing evangelism. And define what you mean by that. Define what you mean by that word, discipleship. Yeah, so it became such a popular word, and we, we a lot of books written about mm-hmm. it, and, and a lot of podcasts, and, and anyways, but it seems like we stopped talking about evangelism. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, look, if you follow me, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Look, you have to evangelize, and, right. and, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, someone has to be saved before you can become a disciple. Right. And, and you say <laughs> discipleship would be growing the Christian, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so I I have 
my concerns that we we kind of put the cart before the horse of discipleship, mm. discipleship, discipleship. All the while, all of our metrics are saying, man, people aren't sharing the gospel. People don't know how to share the gospel. Our baptism numbers are going down. Our church mm-hmm. attendance numbers are going down. But we're talking about this disciple, this disciple, this disciple. And really, maybe we should have been shining a light and putting our focus on, we've right. got to get this evangelism. And I think that that was a result of maybe the, the church in the 80s and 90s where we were like, hey, we've got to get people saved. We've got to get people saved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for example, the, the right. church in Africa was uh, constantly cons- uh, referred to as a mile wide right. and an inch deep. And so I think that discipleship was the re- a response out of that is, right. wow, we really are shallow Christians. We have got to disciple one another. We have mm-hmm. got to grow in our, our faith. And and so I think that that, that was kind of that, uh, that pendulum had swung of, mm-hmm. hey, it's not enough just to get somebody saved. We've got to grow them and mm-hmm. and so uh, and I think in in Christian history you see that pendulum kind of swinging and and I hope that we we kind of find that middle ground uh, or if anything else we've got to get back to that evangelism right. because I just saw an article this morning that uh Southern Baptist uh membership is has fallen at a historic rate right and and i mean i could make a case that you know well that's just a part of the refining process and and for for years and decades uh church membership was made up of a lot of lost people right. too and so um and we're saying that from just a majority of what we're saying we're not trying to put two people in two different buckets you know i mean if you're more evangelism and you're more discipleship there are some people doing it right and uh, you know yeah, but yeah, we're just absolutely. seeing the uh, the popularity of kind of what's mm-hmm. out there, the books, the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying completely. Yeah, and um, and so when it comes to uh, a church discipleship process, I do think that um, churches are, are woefully lacking on that strategy of what discipleship looks like. What's the protocol there? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so uh, I would say that uh, a lot of churches processes including ours include small groups on Sunday morning we still call our Sunday school mm-hmm. some people call them life groups uh, small groups whatever um, and so that's typically age group uh, you know with you're in there with people your age and then on Wednesday we have uh, other breakdown of classes like mm-hmm. I, I I would lead a men's group uh, our friend Alicia she leads a, a women's group and that's women of all ages you yeah. know and and uh, all all demographics and well not demographics but all ages and, and and make up mm-hmm. and uh, and then we would have uh, a prayer service or we'd have somebody leading a, a a class on parenting or finances so that was a version of discipleship um, now but the 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 model that Jesus set that one on one that one on two one on three model mm-hmm. uh, that that people constantly go back to uh, I, I'll say this it is so important like that's where like when you could just be with one person or two people and, and that discipleship is happening, man, that's when the, the fire extinguisher is open and you're just being fed, I mean, just like crazy, right? right? Uh, I always say that when I preach on Sunday morning, that's just like the the, the sprinkler, like the spigot, like mm-hmm. And if you just get one or two drops on Sunday morning, that's really the best that a pastor can do, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, so you've got to be intentional with that time of, of being with a smaller group because that's when I can really water, you mm-hmm. know, like with a water hose directly. And so, um but that small one on one one on two mm-hmm. 
you can't just come to me and say, hey, Cliff, I want to be discipled. Do you have somebody in mind? Mm-hmm. You can. But a lot of that has to happen organically, and, and there really needs to be a, a relationship right. there. Because there needs it's to re- be a friendship. Like, let's yeah. be honest here. Like, it's like, yeah, I have this responsibility to disciple this person, but they really get on my nerves. You know? <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. yeah. And, and like, I don't think we talk about that enough. And, and next week, we're going to talk about how do we do, how do we make mm-hmm. disciples. We'll go into it a little more deeply. Yeah. Um, but But like you said, that does happen have to happen organically and i like to have a thousand foot view here about the christian life look we're commanded jesus summed up the law commanded to love god with everything heart soul strength and mind we're commanded to love everyone as much as we love ourselves, and then the command to go and make disciples from evangelism Mm -hmm. to help and grow other christians Mm -hmm. and so this make disciples it's this umbrella after you if somebody gets saved, you're now in this umbrella of discipleship. You know what I mean? Because sitting and hearing a sermon, that's a form of discipleship because you're learning. Yeah. Now it's not Jesus's model of this one-on-one relationship, but it's still being taught how to obey yeah. what Jesus commanded. Because that's what he said, do, how do you make a disciple? And, you know, people will probably pick us apart for this, but there are so many different things that I've learned. And this is an important topic for me and you. Because we've had this discipleship right. relationship. because, And I, I say there's this whole umbrella under discipleship. Discipleship being helping someone grow in the relationship towards Christ. Because it can go from, I feel like, Sunday morning preaching to life group slash Sunday school. 30 people, 50 people, whatever size that would be. All the way down to maybe a Bible study in the week, even a mm-hmm. little bit smaller group. And you go down to like a relationship like me, you, and my buddy Zach had. Where, praise God, you just kind of, I don't know why you wanted to hang out with a bunch of seventh graders, but. (laughs) It was the Lord. Well, and I had the same thing with with my mentor, youth pastor. Um, I mean, we were close, and I I wanted to be around him. I wanted to be a leader in the youth group, and he allowed me to do that. Um, And it wasn't until my senior year, my last semester of my senior year, where he said, hey, look, let's let's be a little bit more focused here. So Mm -hmm. we spent one hour. Uh, for for about 15 weeks on Wednesday afternoon, we, we got together for one hour for f- 15 weeks. We worked through a book, and we kind of focused on uh, our, our process was simple. It was uh, inward, outward, and upward. What's going on in your heart? What's going on in your life? And then let's focus on the Lord for the remainder of the time, right? And and dedicate all that we just talked about to the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and so it was a very simple process. and um, and But that was the most... For one hour, fifteen weeks. I mean, that was the most we we got, and mm-hmm. and I'm to say it was even an hour every week would it would not be accurate because it was on Wednesdays at four o'clock, you mm-hmm. know, and and so, uh, but I learned from him by watching him, mm-hmm. you know, by seeing how he was towards his wife and how what kind of dad he was, right. what how he was like at the grocery store at the cashier, you know, and so I, I learned a lot from him just by observing and mm-hmm. and uh and that's why i say you know yes uh, intentional times of bible study and 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 that pouring into somebody is it, it, it is a part of discipleship mm-hmm. but to say that that's the only way to disciple right i think that's a little narrow mm-hmm. and i and i would just say uh I, I teach this all the time that there's no such thing as quality time mm-hmm. there's only such a thing as quantity time and uh and th- i think that goes true for discipleship and for parenting you can't just flip the switch and say okay for this hour it's it's on baby right like you 
open up your mind, right. open up your heart, because you're about to get the best of all of my knowledge for the yeah. next hour. It, it doesn't happen that way for for a teacher. It doesn't hap- happen that way as a parent. You can't just say, okay, son, I have one hour. Right. It's going to be perfect. It never... It that's a romantic view of, of, of time and, right. and relationship. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, your child won't remember that one hour. They're going to remember, was my dad a jerk later? Right. Was my, was my dad loving at all times? Not just that hour. Mm-hmm. You can't make up for all the other hours in one hour, you know? And so it, it, it's got to be a broad view of, of relational ministry. And that's really what discipleship is. Um, going back to, uh, I want to give practical advice. If you're listening and you want to be discipled, let me tell you something. It is a personal responsibility to grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's part of what discipleship is. It is growing and maturing in your faith. If you want to do that, that is a personal responsibility on you right. to grow in your faith. We live in a day and age where there's more information than ever before. Mm-hmm. So if the Lord hasn't put somebody in your life right now, continue to pray for that, right? right? Um, but... If you're serious about growing in maturity, you have more resources than you ever could have had. Right. Whether that's listening to podcasts of, of other people, it's reading books, it's just going out for a walk, not having your Bible or mm-hmm. any music, and just focusing on the presence of the Lord. Uh, you have opportunities to grow. I think it was Rabbi Greg who said, listen, uh, I don't have time as a pastor of a synagogue or as a, as a rabbi of a synagogue this big to disciple everybody. And so when somebody comes up and says, I want to be discipled by you, he, he said, honestly, just go and listen to my last five sermons. Mm-hmm. That's five hours of solid right. teaching that actually represents about 30 hours mm-hmm. or more of my preparation. Right. So... I can't meet with everybody that wants to, but if you're serious about it, then go and start here. Right. And so uh, I, that's that's something I want to say to our listeners. If you're serious about discipleship, don't complain that there's nobody in your life to disciple you. Right. Make that a matter of prayer. But, you know, uh, I think it was Augustine. I can't remember who prayed. I, I can't remember. But it said this, pray as if it all depends on God, but work as if it all depends on you. Mm-hmm. All right? So you 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 put your prayer to action. And so uh, discipleship is, is, is important. And I believe if, if, if you're serious about it, I do believe that God will raise somebody up. And, and if you don't know who that is, if you're involved in church, I'm sure you see somebody that's out there that you're like, man, he or she really seems like they're, they're serious about their faith. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's somebody that you look up to, maybe it's a Sunday school teacher or somebody in your small group or somebody at the BCM, right. you know, wherever it is, if there's somebody that you look up to and, and you think, man, that that's somebody who I'd kind of like to be, right. then go and approach them. Say, hey, man, can we just study the Bible together? Can well, you just show me could some we, things? Could we grab coffee? Yeah. Like you don't even have to throw the Bible out there because right. most people, this is what I've seen, most people who are truly humble and following the Lord, they're so humble that they don't feel worthy to be be a disciple maker. You know what I'm saying? Like if you came up to me and, hey, man, it really seems like your walk with the Lord is great. I, I really like a lot that I see. Right. I would like to, to, to be more like you. Uh, somebody that's truly humble in the Lord, they'd be like, uh, I'm, I'm not that. Yeah, that's not who I am. Yeah, it's like I ain't ready to do that. <laughs> and so, but if you're like, hey, can we can we grab coffee and you just kind of start that conversation with them, um, that that might be the way to go. Mm-hmm. But um, that's to me that that is a uh, a big form of discipleship, mm-hmm. but it's not the only way, right? And discipleship, 
influencing others to grow in Christ. This is why I'm comfortable to sum up and say what you just said that, you know, these mentorship or close friendship, very relational forms of discipleship, one-on-one, two-on-two friendships. This is why I'm comfortable with saying that's not the only way. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's very effective uh, because you're involved in each other's lives, which mm-hmm. I think is the true form of fellowship that we should have. We should know what's going on in each other's lives. I, you don't have to know everybody's junk. You know, that's, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. Go throw throw and air your dirty laundry out there for everybody to see. It's not what I'm saying. But having people that can hold you accountable, that you can have conversations with, whether mm-hmm. you're married, whether you're single, in college, in high school. If you're in high school, you have a youth minister. If you're in high school, you have a Sunday school teacher. Where there's a spiritual mentorship and there's just a a natural mentorship as well Mm -hmm. but this is why i'm comfortable saying that's not the only way because how many people have we seen that haven't had that and now they're doing that oh yeah you know what i mean yeah absolutely um i will i will say this um a lot of people may not know this but in the in the christian publishing world and and the the public speaking world and the big pastors that are out there uh there really are just a handful of networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of amazing how you know Francis Chan and MacArthur are are, are connected, or Giglio and Piper are, are are connected, and Chandler, and you know, and then you have uh, uh, Robbie Gallaty and and uh, and David Platt, and, yeah, and, and yeah, and other guy, yeah, David Platt, mm-hmm. and then the guy who uh, there was another guy pastor who just killed himself, and they were all kind of united, and mm-hmm. and uh, and anyways, that you'd be amazed at. There's really not that many networks, but right. that that web just goes out because those groups took discipleship seriously, right? You know, and and so that's I mean that's kind of how discipleship works. That's exactly what the 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 original uh, example was. Right. Like you you had those twelve guys, and then from there it fleshed out, right? And uh, even though that's we say that's not the only way to, for it to happen, and we say that so we don't people that didn't have that they don't feel guilty in a way or they, or they, they don't have an excuse yeah yeah but we all have this responsibility to go and make disciples mm-hmm. and if you can have these close relationships with people if you want to kind of spend time with somebody and just kind of pour what you've learned and what christ has shown you in your life mm-hmm. you don't have to know the bible up and down you know what i mean but yeah. you need to have a relationship with christ and you're yeah. looking to grow if you were following christ have the confidence that paul said and say hey Follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a humble person may not say, well, I'm not even worthy of that. But um, And that's where you would just say, I'm thankful for that. There's still some qualities in you that, that, that are, I don't want to say attractive to me, but mm-hmm. I, I would like for myself to have it myself. Right. Would you be willing to have coffee with me once a week? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and so what could just be a casual conversation over coffee uh, over time can morph into a more in-depth disciple right. relationship. But, you know, let's not forget, I, I'd i read that book this year I showed you a minute ago. It was The Master Plan of Evangelism, and it really breaks It's a short book. Billy Graham wrote the foreword, and it really breaks down, you know, how Jesus made disciples, just looking at different scriptures and mm-hmm. how he, you know, he didn't tell them to do anything for the first year. He wanted them to have an experience with God and That's right. to build the foundation of their faith and to watch him and to learn, even though they were sharing their faith, you know, but he didn't really command them to go and do anything yet. And so there's a lot of things like that we'll probably talk about next week. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about these different types of discipleship relationships, like me and you is more of a mentorship discipleship relationship Mm -hmm. you're older uh, you can tell me things about life and your marriage and the bible and all these different things Uh, i might have a discipleship relationship with another guy and it's like i'm kind of discipling him 
and he's kind of discipling me. You know uh-huh. what I mean? We're like the same age. And so we'll talk about all these different ways you can go about doing it, simple steps to start making disciples because Jesus mm-hmm. gave us that command of this is how he plans to reach the world, uh, Him, his power living through us and yeah. making disciples for him. So we're excited for next week to break that down. That's going to be an awesome episode. Cliff, we we missing anything? No. I mean, it's, it's too big of a... Uh, bite to chew in, in one right it's so podcast. broad yeah it's so broad and there's so many different ways to define these terms so we were just making sure <laughs> vocabulary is right yeah. and we understand and uh yeah so that's good well thank you guys for i got a frog in my throat <laughs> thanks for tuning in what we need you to do is go on to uh wherever you get your podcast rate us review us give us uh only give us five stars five stars if you're gonna give us three don't even bother if you're sharing this is the only way i know how to share is on facebook uh give us a, a share and a response and uh and yeah we just like to reach out to new people so help yeah. us out get out there and make disciples all right thank you guys for listening we will see you next week goodbye everybody goodbye everybody